welcome back to the Affirmation Talk Podcast, presented by Artistic Alignment and The Real Tips, LLC, where we assist with aligning the artist to their craft and the building of everyone's inner voice. This episode, we discuss why it's best to make healthy coping habits a big part of your schedule and how to start prioritizing them. I am your host, drama and art therapy life coach and spiritual advisor, Bonnie the Talent Aligner. And through many trials within the entertainment industry and in life in general, I have learned to effectively heal myself with spiritual enlightenment, my drama, writing, meditation skills, and more. I advocate for the well-being of actors and overall artists, not just their skill set. This podcast assists in uplifting them through their toughest times as an artist, but not just assisting artists to act authentically, also to everyone else to self-align creatively. So understand, when I refer to creatives, I not only mean artists, but the natural born creative that we are all meant to be because we have the power to create our own lives. Now, healthy coping habits can be as easy as taking a breath. But many of us, we stay so busy and we feel like that that is enough to help us cope and putting all of our energy into work and being busy will help us alleviate those things. And that's furthest from the truth. Healthy coping habits can be simple as simple as taking a deep breather. We utilize deep breathing techniques with creatives to calm anxiety and to clear the mind of overthinking at the top of rehearsals, performances, any big day, or just during hard times. Deep breathing helps us to clear our minds of overthinking, calm anxiety, and to ground our spirit back to our natural selves. Follow me as we inhale on the count of seven and exhale on the count of eight. I want you to take a hold a hold in the middle of that. So you'll be holding on the you'll be breathing inhaling on the count of seven, holding your breath on the count of four, and exhaling on the count of eight. Now, as you inhale, I want you to visualize bringing in those positive and healthy habits that you want to adopt. See yourself doing these healthy habits. And as you exhale, I want you to release any of that negative energy from your negative and unhealthy coping habits. You will inhale again for the count of seven, hold your breath on the count of four, and exhale on the count of eight. Let's begin. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hold your breath, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Again, inhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, hold your breath, 
two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last time. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hold your breath. Two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Beautiful, beautiful. Take note of how you feel. Do you feel lighter? Do you feel more positive? Now, you want to start healthy habits as soon as possible when it when you realize that you want to begin being healthy and having healthier coping habits. The will of starting many habits starts in the mind and what you are telling yourself. So a strong inner monologue is very important. Now affirming to ourselves helps us to strengthen our subconscious mind and to be in charge of the programming to maintain a healthy inner dialogue. We at The Real Tips, we utilize what we call affirmation, which we define as reassuring your creative genius and telling yourself you are badass. It is combining the intention and carrying out the act of that intention. It is reaffirming who you already know yourself to be without anyone telling you or validating you. It is reminding yourself of what you know that you are already good at. So I will say the affirmation and I will leave a space for you to repeat them after me. How you say these affirmations are very important. You want to say them with a, with a sense of calmness, a sense of knowing, a sense of nobility, a sense of stability. Okay? I will say the affirmations and you will repeat them after me. It feels good to express myself creatively. I always find time to be creative. I accept my full creative potential. I know who I am and I perform it. My healthy habits start in the mind. I create my life, therefore I can create my habits. I balance my spiritual work and my physical work. I am never too busy to nurture myself. I am capable of breaking out of the boxes I put in my mind. The feeling of fear is my power and I can do anything with it. I am accountable for my possibilities to manifest. 
I fill my schedule with activities that will nurture my soul. I always nurture my soul and my creativity. Beautiful. I love affirmations because again, it is you talking to yourself and reminding yourself of what you may have lost or what may have been covered up by all of the outside external dialogues and opinions and thoughts. It is reminding yourself of who you are. So I want you to always come back to these affirmations and repeating them. Also saying these affirmations and creating ones that are customized to yourself because only you know what's best for you and only you know what you are good at without having to ask anyone. If you dig deep, you will know. So affirm that to yourself. This episode, we have a special topic and we also have a special guest. This episode, we talk about staying busy as a way to cope. Many people use their busy schedule as a cover up or as an excuse to let go of healthy habits. The key difference between wanting transformation and having a lifestyle is implementing the right things into your schedule. Now, I know that with the rat race of the world, we prioritize the things that will be material, will be of more material gain and stability. But we push aside or we procrastinate the things that are more of a benefit for the unseen, like our mental, emotional, or spiritual stability. Then when things hit the fan or we get overwhelmed for from our mental, emotional, or spiritual body, we try to shock the body with a massive big change all of a sudden. They call it going cold turkey or, you know, just just trying to do too much change all at once. Ultimately, the pressure, that pressure, uh, that all at once pressure and get it right now pressure to make a massive change is what stresses and overwhelms many of us to the point that It makes us shy away from implementing that change that we need. We think staying busy will fix all of our problems a lot of the times as well. We stay busy just to add fluff to our lives and to schedule to look or to sound good to the next person. So we don't give off the energy of being lazy or unproductive work ethic. Or... Do we really stay busy to distract ourselves? To distract ourselves from the care that we should be putting into other areas of our lives, of ourselves, of our bodies, of our spirits. Staying staying busy can be just another vice, an unhealthy coping tactic, depending on how we use it. But even for the person that is really busy, without trying to be trying too hard to be busy that person that is really genuinely busy every moment of the day you can still prioritize healthy coping habits by implementing them in small doses that is the issue we are making the idea of change this big feat by waiting to implement things we're making it this big action to change 
But the best way to nurture your mental and emotional well-being is to slowly implement small habits that make you feel good, that align you, that helps you feel healthy, and that nurtures you. Consciously implementing the small things daily will become a part of your second nature through repetition. It's okay. It's okay to start small. Starting small is what will make it easier to add to your routine. And with us, we have some special guests to weigh in on this topic. We have licensed therapist, Arthur, and men's mental health advocate, Curtis Jasper, and we have edutainer, improv coach, and Arthur Charlie Ford in the building. Our couple, Dr. Kurt and Coach Charlie of Coach P. And if anybody knows how to balance a busy schedule and a healthy lifestyle, it's them, okay? Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Coach Charlie and Dr. Kurt to the Affirmation Talk podcast. How are you? Thank you for having us, Bonnie, yeah. the talent aligner. We are great. Thanks for having us. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are my favorite power couple. I'm telling you, oh. y'all my favorite power couple, and, and I'm not just saying that, I promise you. I mean, I know how encouraging it is for me to see you all, but trust me, it is very encouraging um, for other people to see you and, and how hard uh, working you all are, not just within yourselves, uh, but with each other and encouraging each other, how you are with each other. So it, it's good for people to see couples together not in a distracting, you know, unhealthy kind of way, but in a way that encourages each other's health and wellness and ambition. And I just love it. I'm all for that. Okay. That is, Thank you. On, it is on my bucket list. That's how <laughs> it's coming to you, friend. Right, Thank you. And it is right. so important for us to show up for exactly that, which is encouragement, enlightenment, education, entertainment, all of that, because we we promote purposeful, passionate relationships, and more importantly, self-care within ourselves, right, babe? I love that. But let me ask you something. Um, how do you all, within yourselves, find the time to create healthy habits for yourselves, and then have careers, and then have fun, yet a productive, a fun and yet a productive relationship. <laughs> Tell us about how you two balance the work and how, the work that you do on yourselves and the relationship. How are you able to balance the two together? Well, um, our practices has allowed us to do that. Me being a coach and him being a therapist, of course, um, we are really focused on ourselves as well as being the better self for each other. Um, I think that when you asked the question, it was almost like a trick question for me because it it had to be intentional, right? Like Dr. Kurt is a man of standards, principles, and boundaries. He teaches those to people all over the world and he showed me how to respect his. So to be in a healthy, happy, fun relationship took takes practice. And it's something that we implement into our daily process. And sometimes we have to remind each other that 
ourselves are first and then each other next. So that's how I like to see it and that's how I weigh it. Yeah, I agree. You know, for me, it's just about being intentional in a different way. And so uh, I think that one of the things that's helpful is how we define certain things. So let's take a look at balance in and of itself. Most of us think that balance has to be some, when we think of a scale, it has to be like that. All right, that's equal balance, <laughs> right? That's not necessarily balance in and of itself because a balance is really this dance, right? It's not so much of staying equilibrium all the time. It's knowing when it's tipped, how to bring it back down. There are times where you have to increase the funds, where you have to increase the due diligence for financial goals. So, so the, the notion of being too strict with the definition of what balance is, I think can be helpful for all of us. Like it's not necessarily that we have to be equal about. I mean, we can't be tip top too long. You follow me? But the winding up the balance could be the dance, could be an experience that, that could serve with, uh, for you. So that's, that's how I look at all aspects that you mentioned, personally, professionally, and then our joint relationship. But I do uh, start with myself on how I see things, right? Both um, of us view things, we, we, we struggle with the intention between being productive and having productivity versus activity. Most of us are conditioned to be just in activity mode, right? We think moving around is synonymous with achievement and it's not. But part of that is we've been hyperactive coming into relationships from our upbringing, right? So we have been trained by the people who serve, who took care of us to always be in motion. Go do this, come do that. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? So we think that when we go into adulthood, that there's some merit to that, right? Mm. If you're just moving around, then you can convince yourself that you're really getting it done when that's far from being productive and you know, having proactivity. And so those are different ways I had to denounce all of the things that I was raised with, bless my folks' heart, all of the formal schooling that I was raised with, and really had to come up with my own curriculum for living, like what actually makes sense to me. Mm. I started first with the language and how I saw old paradigms. Mm, that's right. I, I love that. You had to unlearn to relearn. Yeah. To figure out figure out your own um, moral and value system. Exactly. For exactly. you to move forward, and for you to know, for you to have a basis on how to treat yourself, so that you you can have a basis on how you want others to treat you, right? That's um, it. Y'all both it. talked about being um, intentional. So let me ask you about this. Those intentions. Let me ask y'all: Do y'all share the things, the things that it is you have to cope with within yourselves? Do y'all share that with with each other, and then plan to do the coping action or activity together like how do you plan it out when it comes to uh the relations of your coping habits or your coping activities to the things that you may you know the things that you may need to heal or the things that you you know may have to cope with you share them with each other and then do you assign a particular activity for that particular thing Good question. Great question. You want to go? That is a good question. Um, Both. We do both because I live a life of improvisation. And Ah. he lives a life of of planned and scheduled. So we, like he mentioned, the dance and the balance. We do both 
and we um, make it a practice to, well, I know that when I first met him and I started staying the night at his house and waking up, I would notice that he wouldn't want noise in the morning. And I wake up hyperactive, as he mentioned, like he's just always active in activity and action. I had to learn that he had a planned schedule in the morning with his own coping habits that he did, which inspired me to start doing that for myself, to start taking things that I like that he used, like breathing in the morning before he gets out of bed. Um, and then I started utilizing that. And then I found a way that we can do it together. So some mornings, if we wake up and get out of bed at the same time, if I'm staying the night or he's staying, um, I'll ask for us to meditate together, to do deep breath together. And we'll hold hands and take those 10 deep breaths together while we set out our intentions for the day. Um, also, I remember a couple times before we went to bed at night, I said, can we give affirming love to each other? Like, let's talk about, let's go back and forth about what we like and what we love about each other. And those, those, things like that help me to implement how we can merge them together because I do affirmations on my own so I decided to bring my affirmations in to go to bed with him and it was a really good night and it was a really good morning waking up knowing that we just shared appreciations for each other before we went to bed and then on certain mornings we'll get up and do breath so I think it's a little bit of both. I, well, I totally know that there's a little bit of both, but when we're separate, we definitely have our own our own type of regular things that we do for the self-care. Like sometimes I burn sage, I take baths. So I do plan my coping habits to take care of myself, even in the midst of me being quote unquote busy. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think you mentioned about you know, the healing, um, one of the things that we had to really learn how to do, Bonnie, was create a space where we can heal while we're on in the relationship, right? And so, so because if you were damaged in a relationship, then the healing would take place in a relationship, right? Um, it could take place, I should say. And so there is safety and security that has to be grown into so that we could support each other in terms of being triggered in some traumatized areas, right? Like to be uh, intentional on not going into your area of triggering <laughs> as you're healing, that, right? So, so I'm like, okay, so she's doing that thing that she does as a result of her previous trauma. Let me not add to the confusion. Let me create a loving space by kind of just holding my, whatever, I could be completely in the right, great intentions sound but she's in the space of healing and there's something that i'm doing or not doing that is potentially triggering that so we had to learn how to you know live together uh, in, in a relationship and support each other when we go into an area that's triggering and not make it worse that bought safety and security up so now it was like oh i trust in what i got going on emotionally so i can actually heal with you because I know that you ain't gonna purposely stand on my trigger spots for your own immature uh, emotional lack of well-being. So that was one. So that came as a result of just trusting 
over with y'all saying, hey, agreeing, because when, another thing I like to add before I, before I be quiet is, when we noticed that one another was triggered, we didn't push in that area for guilt and shame purposes. It was like, oh, that's a soft spot. Um, let me know if I can support you in that endeavor, as opposed to saying, oh, you triggered, you didn't get your shit together in that spot, that's your work, you know? <laughs> you know, because I had space to give in that moment. I had inside knowledge to give, I was on that. And she so as well, because obviously I do this work, but I'm not exempt from having my own triggers. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's very important, you know, that you two focus on the fact that, hey, we both, you know, we both have things, we both have triggers, we both have things that we might need healing um, mm -hmm. with. And so that's why it becomes a priority in y'all's relationship because you make it a priority within yourself. Absolutely. And, um, and a lot of people, um, they're either so, they're either so busy um, or they've completely downplayed even the intention to prioritize um, healthy habits to the point where it's not that they're really busy. It's, it's really just that they're not choosing to prioritize. And so if you're not choosing to prioritize above, you know, above going to work, if you're not, uh, if you're not choosing to prioritize above, you know, going out to events or, you know, or above just, you know, clocking and, and, and having a busy schedule, if you're not prioritizing that um, over that, then when it comes to getting a relationship, if you can't prioritize those things by yourself, when it comes to you being busy by yourself, when you get into a relationship, that's even more distraction or more an excuse to say, hey, I ain't really got time for this. I don't have time for that. So that's why I really like um, that you guys do that because it's not like um, you guys have careers and, and you're, uh, you're busy as well. So it's not like, you know, you're you're too busy to fully care for yourself. You know, it's, you're not you're not too busy to do the physical work and, you know, do the mental, emotional and um, spiritual work. Um, so I love that that you guys, you know, do those things together. So um, let me ask you, how do you think that and you kind of touched on it a little bit. How do you think that that is a two part question? How do you think that that enhances your relationship? Maybe in comparison to others or, or without comparing to others, it enhances uh, your relationship and can you tell us about a time maybe when you uh, kind of slacked on not prioritizing your healthy coping habits or maybe it was a time where you know one of you didn't want to do something that was a healthy coping habit and you both decided to you know neglect it what happened you know what I mean so so like I said first part of the question is um, how does it you doing this in this way? How does it enhance your relationship? And if you don't do it, or when you haven't done it, how did it affect you? Right. So let me start with that, if I can. Yeah. So again, it goes back to how we choosing to see it first. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we identified there's a difference between coping and managing. So coping is going around. <laughs> Management is actually working through what you actually have before you. 
So the mere fact that we think that there's some coping to do is, is problem. It can be problematic in and of itself. Coping keeps you in survival mode, right? Uh, management keeps you in lifestyle mode. So, so trying to cope with your emotions or cope with your finances or cope with your relationship already got you on your heels, right? Mm-hmm. You're adding the effect of the, your life and not the cause. The management piece allows you to have a lifestyle. So again, I think we have to start off with basic concepts, pedagogies, and terminologies, right? Another example is the term about busy. Now, busy is a capitalistic colonized term because the flip side of being busy is lazy. And we all know what that means. So let's look. Historically, slave master walk up, you chilling in the field, you getting beat down, you lazy. At least around to appear like you doing something. That's capitalism colonized approach to doing. Now, spiritually, we rest, we meditate, we breathe, we get in alignment. They don't always cause our bodies to move. That's where we're from. There's a patriarchal capitalism one that says, you need to be in motion because the opposite of being busy is lazy. So if we had started looking at how we've been indoctrinated from systemic racism and oppression, we can start to uncollapse some of this trauma that we collectively inherited from patriarchy, from capitalism. What? Who's to say that I'm not working as I'm meditating, aligning my attraction, right? And then go out and take inspired action or, or go ahead and work 20 hours a week for Mr. Charlie to convince my world and my circle that I that I'm busy. Hmm. Really? Really? That's so true. I absolutely agree with that. And, and that's actually what uh, our episode talked about last week was balancing the, the spiritual and physical hustle. Mm-hmm. Like doing, you know, hustling, hustling both ways and prioritizing um, the two. So I definitely ag- agree with that. Um, it, you know, we have to prioritize and understand what is really important because we are more than just these physical bodies. So just as you make the intention or um, put the effort towards going out and hustling and bustling out on these streets, you have to set the intention to rest, to sit still, to meditate, to, you know, to do some movement work, to work out, to do all of those things in order for you to be healthy and well as a whole. Um, And we had, we had someone um, that sent in a question that asked that very thing. And she she was saying she was a single mom and that she was, um, that she just, she just don't see how she can find the time to meditate or to do, you know, to do all of these things because she already feels like every minute of her day is taken up. Right. And I'm like, I, I can understand that, you know, that every single minute of your day is taken up. But if you don't find time to, if you don't find time to implement small things, small tactics into, um, you know, into your or or as healthy uh managing <laughs> habits healthy managing habits instead of coping habits um then spirit or your body is going to make time for you in the way that absolutely back to Mr. Wall. absolutely absolutely and so you got to do it even you know even in small ways um it doesn't have to always be looked at like this big feat to accomplish and i think Correct. that's what makes people shy away from it or makes people 
um, distract themselves by being busy is because they feel like being mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy is this huge feat because they're looking at this bigger picture of this, you know what I mean, per, this enlightened person sure. up on, you know, a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at it like, well, I, I can never get up there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's not about that. It's about implementing the small things that are actually convenient for you and your schedule. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I I agree with the convenient part, and they also have to be challenging in a way mm. because to commit is challenging, but to challenge yourself is a commitment. So you have to implement those small things in on a daily basis, like even if it's simple as getting up and taking deep breaths and drinking an eight ounce glass of water. I do that and I stretch every day because those are certain things that you just can't deprioritize because it's simple and you also mentioned was there ever a time that we had a coping I mean that we had a healthy habit in place that we decided to not do of course because we have to listen to our bodies Mm -hmm. and we also have to go along with the life of improvisation because anything that feels good to you at the time sometimes you just got to do it so if it's us deciding to share some dessert after dinner even if we just worked out the day before if it'll make us happy and feel good um and share a memory in a moment then why not right so i um i like to think of it as ways of just insisting that you are not too strict on yourself like you have some grace with yourself and in order to really implement self-care you have to not be hard beating up on yourself because a lot of times we have these damaging thoughts and de- and denouncing thoughts to where we can't even get to the actual activity of taking care of ourselves. I, I know I've been there like, man, I gotta lose weight. I gotta, I gotta stop eating so much instead of saying I'm gonna make healthier choices. Yeah. So it also starts with thoughts and then words which go into actions and then you can intentionally set habits out of those things because um i totally believe that your body tells you what you need and what you should be doing and sometimes you gotta allow your mind to override that like i just don't feel like it i ain't inspired just like dr kurt said you gotta take that inspire action as well as hold the commitments to yourself yes that, that that's what being in tune is all about that's what being in tune with yourself is all about knowing you know knowing when to slow to, slow down knowing when to rest knowing when to speed the momentum up you know what i mean knowing when to switch knowing when to you know quit if you have to but but you have to be in tune to understand that you're with that example of quitting that I gave, you have to be in tune to understand that um, this is inspired action to quit from our intuition, not egoist, you know what I mean? Not egotistical, um, not an egotistical uh, action pretty much, or not an egotistical thing of just trying to shun something off. Um, you know, that's, so like I said, that's what being in tune is all about knowing when to stop, when to start, when to, you know, slow it up. So you're absolutely right. 
Um, so let me let me ask, what would you say is the biggest barrier in having a, a healthy relationship? And what would you guys propose as the solution? The biggest barrier in having a healthy relationship? Yep. For most people. Maybe. He's a relationship expert. I'm going to let him go ahead and answer okay. that. Okay. <laughs> so there, are, there will always be barriers outside of us, right? Um, the challenge, I think, is the internal barriers that uh, unbeknownst to people in relationships, right? So we know that loved ones are going to go through things. We know that there are things going to happen. COVID, finances, moving, and things, things life, as I, as I, as I suggest. But when, when we don't have that, that sort of uh, emotional balance within, things become traumatic and then compounded trauma at a, at a level that we're not always aware of. And so without doing the internal work, we're sort of uh, setting the relationship up that when something does come, that we are incapable of bouncing back as a result of that. And so trauma in a general sense is an experience that occurs that supersedes your level of consciousness. And so oftentimes when we have trauma in our personal life, stress and anxiety, we superimpose that in the relationship with the person who's close to us. So without taking great care of ourselves, right? Because the, the rationale behind optimal uh, uh, wellness and well-being is trifold. There's sleep, there's rest, and then there's relaxation. So, so, so the average person kind of drops the ball in one or more of those areas. And we know what sleep is, right? Some people need four, some people need six, some people need eight or 10, right? But most of us kind of confuse the distinction between rest and relaxation, Bonnie. And so rest is, is, is a general where the body is uh, immobile, inactivity, right? We just chill, no work. But we don't always do what's called relaxation. And that's something that's intentional that we use to, to manage stress and anxiety, right? That's different than rest. It's definitely different than sleep. So without having the balance of all three, we don't have optimal wellness and well-being. Without optimal wellness and well-being, your partner is going to get the brunt of that. Your partner, that's going to be immediately be uh, uh, projected onto the person close to you. So I would suggest that individuals in any type of relationship or partnership focus on the three pillars of wellness and well-being, and that's optimal rest, relaxation and sleep just on a basic level we, we'll start there okay i love that that is that is beautiful advice not only for a relationship but for yourself because it starts with the self as we all say <laughs> as we all just said um so you and, and i also oh, think sorry. that well well i'll answer the question too i think that um one of the barriers to for people not having the most healthy relationship they can have is is not taking care of themselves all around you know with the whole rest and all that but the whole mental the emotional the physical just not really having it for yourself to give to someone else and also not giving yourself enough grace to know that you're not perfect for you know, like there, there is no perfect relationship. So I think that grace is forgotten when it comes to partnerships. Like you just expect this person 
to be more than what you really are for and to yourself. And and that's when a lot of people lose that perfect mate for them because they're expecting them to be perfect when they know nobody's perfect. Yeah, hey, that. (laughs) Absolutely. I I absolutely agree, you know, when it it comes to to all of that. Um, And, you know, we have to look into ourselves instead of look outside of ourselves looking outside of ourselves you know to to other people looking outside of ourselves for materials looking outside of ourselves uh to busy up our schedule we have to take that attention and that focus within to check in with ourselves you know Mm -hmm. to check in with ourselves just like we do our to do um or daily checklist on an everyday basis on the external we got to do that to do um, you know, to do checklists on the internal for ourselves. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and and then also, Bonnie, I think that healthy habits can also be reevaluated, just like any other things that we do that we input into our lives, mm-hmm. like friends, ourselves, our scope of reading material. So you can. You can upgrade and downgrade your healthy habits based on your lifestyle changes, yeah. right? Because at one point, it it may have been a healthy habit for you to walk five miles, but since you had knee surgery, now you can only walk half a mile. Yeah. So just to really be able to understand that when you are implementing healthy habits to manage life, to be flexible and to be realistic and to, again, have that grace with and for yourself to, if you don't stick to the plan, that you don't quit the plan because you didn't stick to it this day, but you get back onto the plan because you know that eventually it will bring you better balance to be a better you. That's right. That's right. Great advice. Great. And, um, and that's why you're Coach Charlie. <laughs> and that's why you're Dr. Kurt. And both of you together just started something that is pretty dope uh, for, for couples. But I, I don't think it's just for couples. I think it's for um, all of us. Because like, like we were saying here, it starts, you know, being a couple starts within yourself. But you just started a company called Coach P. Tell us about that. Go ahead, baby. That's your baby. That's, that's your baby. baby. That's Charlie. <laughs> so since I'm a coach. And he's a therapist. (laughs) Coachify is a dynamic course program for couples and individuals who seek personal development, empowerment, um, communication skills, creativity boost, so much that that Coachify offers. Um, But again, we are intentional about making better people to develop stronger partnerships to ultimately live in a greater purpose. That is beautiful. I love that, Dr. Kurt. I think you you got it. He hit it right on the head. Yeah. Well, I love that. It's a personal, uh, it's a growth and personal development program, right, in a nutshell. Um, it's, It's uniquely designed with coaching and therapeutic components. Mm. Um, and most of us can use both of them at different times. And so what, what we decided to do is put it in conjunction to serve just as an in-house resource hub for individuals and couples 
uh, depending on where they go through. Now, even as a therapist and a counselor, there are times where I provide coaching, where they ask me, all right, Dr. Kirk, give me your advice. Like, what would you do? And there are other times where I'm just creating space for healing, right? And so, and, and Coach Charlie as well, there's mostly times where she's coaching, holding them accountable, they got milestones, but then there's a point in there where she has to create space for healing. Like, so, okay, so I see you crying. Like, what's, what's that? What you're feeling? What you're thinking? Things of that nature. So we decided that we just going to put them together to sort of be a twofold. It'll keep us accountable as individuals in there. It'll give us uh, a, a conjunctive a business to stay on purpose. And our number one priority is, is black people, black families, black solidarity. So we're going to start with people who look like us. Not to suggest that we're not open to all. We're open to all people. Well, we're going to start, especially during COVID and the pandemic, we're just going to start with people who look like us because most of us have been forced to deal with our immediate connections, right? <laughs> right? Like if you if you working from home and stuff, right, your physical limit may be with people from other nationalities, but you're dealing with your housemates your mama, your daddy, your your husband, and your friends and stuff. So we started there during COVID. Beautiful. I love that. I love that initiative. I love how it started when it came, you know, when it comes to the COVID, because there's so many people that are opened up to some new emotions and some new habits <laughs> and some new characteristics of people that Absolutely. they've known for a very long time. And so I love that initiative. But basically, folks, what they're saying is they're giving away their juice. They're giving away right. some of that uh, Coach Charlie and Dr. Kirk juice for that for the relationships. I'm telling you, they're giving the juice, and y'all might want to go get some of that juice they got. <laughs> yeah. and, and Bonnie, you know, one of our di one of our dynamics that we tie on at the end of our programs, if it is a cup, it is if it is a couple, is that we double date with them as well. Oh. So we actually go physically if they're in Atlanta or want to fly to Atlanta for them to really get the juice, the wow. real juice, like the in-person juice. I love so that. That is one of our dynamics to our program that sets us apart and really um, makes us hands-on with our clients. I love that. Hey, folks, come and get you some of this Coach Charlie and Dr. Kurt juice, I'm telling you. <laughs> Let them know where they can find you at and how they can learn more about Coach. You can find me on um, my at my website, charliefordentertains.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-Y, entertains with an S, dot com. Um, Charlie Ford on Facebook. Charlie Ford Entertains on Instagram, YouTube, and yeah. Oh, and I got a TikTok now. Hey, oh, and I'm on Clubhouse. Catch me in the Clubhouse. <laughs> nice. I ain't got all the TikTok clubhouse. You do a Google search, you'll find me on everywhere. Dr. Kurt Jeff on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I am Dr. Kurt on Instagram, drkurtzjeff.com. Uh, and it'll connect you to a couple other websites. But start there. I'm easy to find. My direct number's online. Feel free to reach out to me. We're here to help. All right, all right. Thank you so much, Dr. Kurt and Coach Charlie of Coach P. Thank you for being here with me. You guys definitely gave us and weighed in heavy on this topic of discussion. And 
you know, we're definitely going to take in consideration some of those things that you talked about and get some of y'all juice, okay? Thank you so much, Bonnie, and affirmations for having us. So don't let your business be just another vice or distraction to keep you away from nurturing your life. You can start small. Make new routines convenient for you. Not saying the activity itself should be easy to be convenient, but how you get into the position to do the activity should be convenient. For example, if you're going to the, if going to the gym seems a bit much when it comes to your schedule, find ways to work out in the comfort of your home and make it easy. Or do deep breathing and affirmations before you even get out of the bed in the morning. That's a good hack. This tricks the mind and body into adding a routine that will stick and make you feel better in the end. Let's conclude this episode by pulling a card for focus for the week. I like to pull oracle cards to assist in motivating you through whatever you are currently encouraging or encountering and encouraging you through that or, or whatever you may will encounter. Listen to your heart and your intuition and take note of the parts that resonate with you. I pulled a card, Pandora's gift. Wow. There is a mythic woman, much maligned throughout history, whose name means all gifted. Pandora reminds us that the process of learning can take us to places that seem like the end of our world. Yet, all is not lost. Even now, the light within you is stirring for new revelation, new life, new adventure. This car pers perspective and presence invites you to forego your belief in judgment. Now is the time to surrender the misplaced guilt that you may have brought upon yourself or another. It is time to let go of the shame-based belief in punishment. This is a belief that you deserve to be brought to, to task over any perceived imperfection and that your natural human journey somehow renders you inadequate. Sacred rebellion is happening within your soul as a powerful uprising towards liberation. You are breaking free from the weighty criticisms of the world, from the power games that bore you senseless, and from the insanity of sacrilegious priorities in this world. As the shift takes place, you shall dare to look within your own being and find the light. You are being put on divine notice from the sacred divine feminine that there is a talent an ability within you that needs to be acknowledged. There is a worthy seed of something beautiful and necessary within you. If you choose to develop, express this seed. Step by step, it will become an extraordinary light in your life and in the world. So poke your tongue out at the naysayers and turn your attention to the bright hope within. Repeat this after me. My heart light is unmasked from shame, fear, and doubt. Those that seek to torment me 
are unequivocally uninvited now. I bow only before divine truth, light and love. All else is summarily dismissed. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my creators, for listening in on the Affirmation Talk podcast. I do want to thank again our guests, Coach Charlie and Dr. Kurt of Coachapi. Make sure you go check them out. Listen in on us every Wednesday and make sure you catch up on the past episodes of the Affirmation Talk podcast to help encourage and ground you back to the creative, the creator created. As I like to say, train the mind, explore the body, and love the soul of your craft. Namaste. Are you finally finding the courage to seek the answers about your religion that you've always had within? Are you considered the black sheep of your family because of your beliefs? Are you going through intensive dark periods of struggle and loneliness and want to understand why? The My Spiritual Friend Coaching Course is helping you to navigate that transition of confusion and turmoil within your spiritual journey coaching you on how to cope and get through the phases of your awakening process. The My Spiritual Friend Coaching will be available for purchase January the 11th, or you can book a My Spiritual Friend private coaching session on our website, Artistic Alignment, today.